When you're taking risks, it's essential to have a supportive network of people around you. They can help you stay motivated and encourage you when you're feeling afraid and can also help you assess whether a particular risk is worth taking. But make sure that they're people you admire because of their ability to take risks. If you seek support from people who are equally averse to trying new things, you're basically at square one. With the right support system, risk-taking becomes much easier. Hey everyone, welcome to Well That Was Unexpected. I'm your host, Carla Isabel Carstens, but you can call me Carla. I'm a luxury fashion publicist turned marketing consultant and a creative industry career coach. I've helped my clients pivot from finance to fashion fashion to tech, get jobs with brands and companies like Louis Vuitton, Michael Kors, Saks Fifth Avenue, and Estee Lauder, land speaking gigs at South by Southwest, and so much more. If you can't tell, I believe that life's too short to do just one thing. I'll help you transform your what ifs into what's next. With new episodes launching every Thursday, Each episode is designed to make you both laugh and inspire the confidence within you to expand the possibilities for your own life. They'll feature conversations with guests who've made real, raw, and inspiring career and lifestyle pivots that will make you think, what? How did they do that? But once you listen to their stories, sharing exactly how they made things happen, you'll realize just how possible it is for you to make a similar change, no trust fund required. Hey everyone, welcome back to Well That Was Unexpected. Today we're talking about the art of taking calculated risks. Calculated risks, big and small, are worth taking, even if they don't result in the outcome you hoped for. Without taking them, you'll never know what could have been. And believe it or not, self-confidence isn't the key to taking risks. So how do you know which risks are worth taking? Through exploring the differences between taking chances and calculated risks, this episode will guide you in understanding how to approach risk-taking and embrace the unknown. We'll cover how to redefine failure, tips on building the courage to take risks, the steps to take to confidently face change and unlock your true potential, and some surprising reasons why some risks are definitely worth taking. As I mentioned before, I'm giving away a free 30-minute coaching call every week through the month of May. All you have to do is leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Easy, right? This week, our winner is Kayla. Thanks so much for your review. Just DM me on Instagram at Carla Isabel and we can set up a time to meet. Risk-taking is the act or fact of doing something that involves risk in order to achieve a goal. Chance is the possibility of something happening, or doing something by accident or without design. Big difference. Taking chances means assuming everything will work itself out. It's essentially a leap of faith. Taking calculated risks means doing your due diligence and gaining an understanding of the gravity of what you're about to do. You have a vision of where you want to be and a roadmap to get there. You increase the odds of success by researching a potentially risky decision, developing and implementing an action plan, remaining focused on your goals, and anticipating and addressing obstacles along the way. 
Most of us immediately think of major risks like skydiving or base jumping. In other words, risky-ass behaviors. We usually characterize these risk-takers as reckless and insane, and we zero in on the potential negative consequences. But actually, risk-taking is subjective. Some people, like skydiving instructors or F1 drivers, take these kinds of risks all the time. But in reality, they aren't reckless. They've calculated their risks, mastered the necessary skills, and created support systems to help mitigate negative consequences. As humans, we tend to apply this life-or-death thinking to other less intense risks. We stress over traveling alone, asking for a raise, trying something new, or even just saying no to something. We know the level of risk isn't the same, but it feels just as threatening as jumping off a cliff with no parachute. That fear keeps us in our comfort zone. We naturally analyze things as they relate to our physical, emotional, and mental well-being. If we think that carrying out a certain action puts us at risk of danger or failure, we'll avoid it at all costs to protect ourselves. I think we can all agree that the main reason why people avoid taking chances in life is fear of failure. Everyone fears failure to some degree. Fear of failure will protect us from doing something dangerous, like walking too close to the edge of a cliff or taking 10 shots of tequila. But it can also limit your true potential and create a barrier to pursuing the life you want to live. Taking risks require seeing the difference between the life you have now and the life you want, and understanding the work involved to make it happen. And magic happens when you challenge yourself. Risk-taking indicates that you have the confidence in your ability to succeed, but also can accept the possibility of failure because mistakes are a part of life. Even if you fail, risk can be considered a success if you learn from the experience. Taking risks can be one of the most rewarding experiences in life, but it's also one of the hardest things to do. How do you get the courage to take risks? A lot of people think that self-confidence is the key to taking risks, but that's not always the case. You're not more likely to take risks because you think you can't fail. It's actually about having confidence in the outcome. You know that even if things don't go perfectly, you can manage any potential failure. You need to make time for inner work. There are two components to risk, emotional and systematic. The emotional part takes place unconsciously. There are certain things that we can't even begin to think about because they're so freaking scary. Those probably aren't the best risks to start with, but they're helpful to be aware of. The more you systematically approach your risks with a strategy in place for managing them, the more comfortable you'll be in thinking through those emotionally triggering risks. Start small. You don't have to take huge risks all the time. Building the habit of taking small risks can pay off in a big way. If you're the kind of person who automatically equates risk with danger, try changing your definition of risk. Think of risk as anything with the potential for uncertainty. 
you can increase your risk tolerance in really small ways, which builds up the muscle to think through and eventually take on bigger risks. Look for anything that's outside of your comfort zone. If you always order the same coffee, try something new. Considering a career change? Try just taking a class first. If you never grab the mic at karaoke night with your friends, try belting out your favorite Spice Girl jam with your bestie. These might feel like small steps, but they'll help get you comfortable with being uncomfortable. You also have to redefine failure. Don't be afraid of it. It's part of the process. If you're not failing, you're not trying new things, and you're not growing. The trick is to learn from every outcome. Many times we learn just as much, if not more, from failure than we do from success. I think redefining failure goes hand in hand with starting small. Chances are, that first Spice Girls duet will feel awkward and embarrassing as hell. But you'll quickly notice that no one made fun of you. Hell, they all probably joined in. And you probably slept like a baby that night. And your voice cracking on all those high notes, it didn't land you on the cover of the New York Post. Did you sound like Adele? Probably not. But did you have fun? Hell yeah, you did. It's also important to build a support system. When you're taking risks, it's essential to have a supportive network of people around you. They can help you stay motivated and encourage you when you're feeling afraid and can also help you assess whether a particular risk is worth taking. But make sure that they're people you admire because of their ability to take risks. If you seek support from people who are equally averse to trying new things, you're basically at square one. With the right support system, risk-taking becomes much easier. For example, F1 drivers. If you haven't noticed, I love F1. They're fully aware that driving at such high speeds is really dangerous, to put it lightly. They don't do it thinking that they're never going to crash. In fact, they crash a lot. But if you zoom out on a racetrack, you're going to see coaches, mechanics, and emergency medical teams there to provide immediate support if something goes wrong. And take a look at the cars. They have safety features that do not exist in commercially available cars. If your goal is to race professionally, crashes are just part of the job. Your support system provides the tools to mitigate the risk of a negative outcome. So you may be thinking, is it really necessary to take risks? Yes. Taking risks and experimenting with novel experiences expands your possibilities. If you insist on living with complete certainty and safety, you'll never have the chance to turn your dreams into reality. It's a hard truth, but achieving anything meaningful requires taking action and stepping into the unknown. Taking risks starts with a plan. It requires you to listen to your heart and your gut, looking within and asking yourself, what do I really want? Once you have a clear idea of what you want, you can create an actionable plan to get there and fully commit to making it a reality. But remember, big dreams take time to achieve. They involve grit, hard work, 
and overcoming obstacles. Absolutely everyone makes mistakes along the way. The test comes in getting up and growing from those challenges. I always credit my what felt like forever long failure that ended up with success in high school. Yes, high school. As cheesy as it sounds, it was a true character-building moment with a three-year-long lead-up. I ran for class president my freshman, sophomore, and junior year. I lost each year. But I was determined. My senior year, I said, screw senior class president. I'm going for gold. And I ran for school president. Go big or go home, am I right? Plot twist, I won. I was shocked, not gonna lie. Yes, it was so humiliating losing every year prior. And I'm truthfully not sure how I mustered up the courage to run again and again and again. (laughs) But I'm glad I did because it made me realize that losing sucks but it doesn't kill me, and I haven't looked back since. Whenever I have any doubts, I think back to that time to get perspective and courage. I'm sure anyone can relate. There's something about experiences you live through high school that feels so big, even though they're just a blip in time. It's such an emotionally charged moment that stays with you forever. There's actually research about why moments that happen in high school are so pivotal in our lives. Anyways, if you stubbornly stick to a plan that feels known and comfortable, you curb your ability to progress. But if you're willing to discover, experiment, and try new things, you teach yourself how to chart paths in unknown territory and overcome your fears. I'm going to go ahead and quote one of my favorites, Peter Drucker. People who do take risks generally make about two big mistakes a year. So how do you take calculated risks? It doesn't mean winging it, that's for sure. The better you prepare, the better your chances of success are this first time around. You need to know your why. Be mindful of being driven by the need for recognition or acceptance. When you assess your value of risk, what type of satisfaction do you gain? What outcome would you be most proud of over time? What would you do if you had no one to worry about or to please? 20 years from now, what would you love to tell people about the risk you took? What story do you want to be living? You also then need to develop a system for evaluating these risks. When it comes to taking better risks, it's important to be thoughtful and strategic. Consider what you have to lose and what you have to gain. Weigh the pros and cons. Talk through your reasoning with a friend. When I think about weighing risks, I imagine a good old-fashioned scale. When I consider what should go on either side, I don't think of the best-case and worst-case scenario. Remember, we're not evaluating risks by extremes. You're looking for the best way to reach a successful outcome. I think about who I'll become by taking that risk. I think about whether the potential benefits are worthwhile and whether I have the ability to deal with failure. Be honest about what could go wrong. Don't ignore it. 
When you look at possible problems, how would you handle them? Consider those bad outcomes. Determine the likelihood they'll happen and what you'd do next. Sure, you could always find a job if your new business doesn't work out, but are you prepared to potentially be unemployed for a few months? Maybe the smart thing to do is to first save up three months of expenses before taking that plunge. Ask yourself when the best time to take that risk is. What specifically has to happen for this to succeed? What are you still uncertain about? What's the worst that could happen? Do you really have anything to lose? And are the rewards worth the risk you're about to take? Consider the many paths forward and choose the one that's in alignment with your values and goals. For example, you might be considering taking the risk of changing careers. If the potential outcome is less financial stress, more opportunities to do meaningful work, and better work-life balance, it's probably a step worth taking, right? If you decide the risk is worth taking, just commit to a few steps, even if they're small. Have a conversation with someone about the new direction you want to take, or look into how much money it would cost to start that business. Do something to keep moving. Create checkpoints for the journey you're embarking on so you can identify when a risk becomes too high for you to tolerate. If things don't go as you hoped for, allow for self-correction. Learn along the way. You can't control the result, but you can control your response. I did this exercise when I was thinking about starting this podcast. How meta. <laughs> Rather than committing to doing something forever, I gave myself a three-month checkpoint to see how I felt about the time commitment, the financial investment, and putting myself out there. I could have made the assumptions, but I knew it wasn't the right approach. I knew I needed to actually do it to truly understand the commitment I was making. Doing this made it seem so much more manageable and less daunting. In case you're wondering, I'm one month away from that three-month checkpoint, and I'm feeling pretty great about taking this risk. When you first start learning how to take risks, everything may feel scary, and that's okay. It's just your brain trying to keep you safe. You're going to have to continually prove to yourself that risk-taking doesn't have to be threatening. It can actually be fun. There's endless possibilities in the world, and the best way to figure out what risks are right for you is to tune in into your intuition. Don't be afraid to experiment. Even if something doesn't work out as planned, you'll learn for it and grow as a person. And that will help you learn how to trust yourself. So whether you're moving to a new city, starting a new job, or launching that new business, you'll know that you can handle whatever comes your way. There's also so many benefits to taking risks. You'll feel a sense of accomplishment. Yes, it's scary to start, but taking a risk, even when it doesn't go as planned, can be exhilarating. You're left feeling so proud of yourself for being brave and courageous. You'll also erase old stories. Sometimes we grow up with beliefs or assumptions about ourselves and the way the world works that just doesn't serve us. 
we often stop questioning these assumptions as we get settled into life. Taking risks can help you create evidence to disprove these old stories that may not be serving you anymore. Even if you wouldn't change a single thing about your life, releasing those negative thoughts can be wonderfully freeing. I had this experience. It's literally what inspired me to start this podcast. You can hear that story in my episode called Who the F is Carla? You'll also learn a whole lot more about yourself. What do you like to do? What makes you happy? What are your values? Taking risks challenges you in big and small ways. As you have these new experiences, you learn more and more about who you are and what drives your behavior. New challenges give you a chance to impress yourself and grow. It also increases confidence. With each new challenge and risk, you'll become convinced of your own ability to handle evolving circumstances. This makes you more confident and flexible, as well as a better leader. Improved confidence tested through experience has a positive effect on your decision-making skills. It also builds resilience and helps you learn how to handle negative outcomes and setbacks. You'll know that you can thrive no matter what happens, just like me in high school, and become more adept at finding multiple routes to success. And lastly, calculated risks are worth taking even if they don't result in a positive outcome because without taking them, you'll never know what could have been. No regrets, right? No matter what you decide, you're going to encounter difficulties in life. You'll question your choices. You may even find your choice was just a step forward towards something even better. So what risk would you regret not taking a year from now? Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast. It really means a lot to me. Talk soon. Talk soon.